from the top of the charts to the dusty $1 bin and everything in between, it's time for another review on Life to Labyrinth. Uh, I don't really care. Yeah. Yep. How? Yep. It's. I was gonna say it's Thursday. Let's. Yeah. Let's just start it on that. (laughs) What day is it? It's been a weird week. It has short week. Every day feels like the wrong day. And if you're in the government, you always piggyback on a short week by either taking the Friday off before, or just really fucking with people and taking the Friday this week. So I took the Friday this week. Nice. I was like, what? It's a four-day week. Fucking three. Make that happen. (laughs) (laughs) Private sector, a lot of people take extra days, too. Um, In this job, these are the days where I'm like, oh, the boss won't be in, eh? Maybe this is the week I'll order myself those ultra-wide monitors. (laughs) (laughs) Because by the time he comes back, they'll just be set up. Perfect. (laughs) This is the time. Where did these come from? Like, oh, it's the darndest thing. (laughs) that's funny anyway well welcome to life to labyrinth podcast my name is Bryn. i'm angie and we're solo this week just a little bit confuddled a little bit confuddled duo here poor rob he's sick steven's still away from keyboard i presume he's in the process of packing his life up and moving again steven we're thinking about you Pour some of Angie's baking soda water out for you. Yeah, I have a barf bowl next to me, but I am feeling good in the hood. Let's All right. do it. Trick is to make sure you stick with baking soda water, not baking powder water. Yeah, what would that do? I don't know. I don't even know if people drank baking soda water. Oh, it's just for extreme heartburn and acid reflux. I don't know if people do it. I do it. Uh, anyways. Well, I'll try it because I've been prescribed with Zempic and I am in the ramp up period right now. And it's my understanding that when I move from 25 milliliters to the 0.5 milliliter or milligram or whatever it is, probably milli- milligram, probably not milliliter. <laughs> <laughs> is it? That'd be a hell of an injection. Be like, yeah. <laughs> be a hell of an injection. Um, apparently, when you make that bump up, it like just fucks your stomach right up. It's peep. It's a proton power plant plant plant. It's a PPI. I think a so. Proton- yeah. They're actually not good for you at all. And I, well, I shouldn't say that. There are long-term effects on your tummy and whatever. And I had just got off them. And I was like, yes, I'm doing it without them. And I'm, ba- I'm right back on them. But I, they're not doing anything. I have to get a different kind. I would like the industrial mm-hmm. kind, the safe industrial kind for right now. Okay. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I have a combination um, of prescription Tums and baking soda water, and I still can just barf up acid whenever I feel like it. This is a great... Welcome, everybody. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you want to segue that into talking about the uh, pile of kitschy dumpster fire that we watched this week. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, what was your choice? Go to get into that. Mary, Mary Martin's Peter Pan, the... Uh, 1960? Was it from 1960? I have the 1954 musical up, which is what they adapted into this. When did they actually perform it? Um, this one says Color TV from 1960. Okay, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, so around that, there. Any, no one is alive anymore from the cast, no. as I'm sure we'll get into. 
Yeah. But How it's... did we all watch this? Isn't this cr- isn't it crazy? Even Alex, my partner, walked by and he's like, "Oh my god, I remember watching this all the time." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I don't know, but it's it seems like such a cultural milestone, like the, especially the clap for the fairies thing. Yes, like I that, remember that clapping. Is, that is such like that is such a cultural thing that like it gets plopped in randomly in other stuff. Oh, interesting. So we'll get there. I yeah. want to talk about that moment, but we'll get there. So this, this, I don't know if it, it's not a movie. I guess it's a ninety-minute movie. It's, it it feels like it feels like a Broadway play, but very old-fashioned. I think by today's standards, it would be like community theater. <laughs> yes, it, it's a borderline high school. <laughs> whatever but yeah it's so it's broken up into acts so it feels like it's a televised stage play but made for tv it's like the hallmark movie of the stage i don't know what i'm saying but you know it yeah it's how did we watch it though like explain this to me how did this have such amazing circulation were we watching it on the it's not disney we were not watching it on the like disney movies did we all just have some rando VHS copy of this? That's how I had it. It wasn't even like official. I think I might have mentioned, I don't know. We we had this whole conversation at the end of our episode last yeah. week, and I, I don't think it's part of the episode. But I just had it like a neighbor of my grandparents made us like a VHS tape with this and something else on it. And I cannot for the life of me remember what was before this. But this was like second. And we would just like watch it constantly because we had nothing else to watch. At my grandparents' cottage because they had like a radial antenna and they lived like in, like on a lake. Yeah. In Smith Falls, there wasn't a lot of TV stations, especially during the day or whatever. So this this was the pre-Netflix world. We all just had taped copies of Mary Martin's random shit, <laughs> Peter Pan, that our grandparents got for us from a neighbor. Uh, I think I had the actual VHS. I think I. Yeah. Uh... I think I recognize the cover as something I held in my hands and not the regular VHS, but the big plasticky, mm. you know, the, 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 the Disney, like from the sort Disney of, yeah, one. but it's not Disney. Anyways, maybe I'm making it up and I could 100% be the same as you. It was on one of those VHSs that has three movies on it that you just randomly got from someone. But I'm just yes. surprised at how low budget kind of garbage it was for it to make the rounds um, so much. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like at least the version I watched and, and I presume you watched the same version because yeah, because there's a there was a version from 1956 that was broadcast on television and then a version from 1960. The one from 1956 is black and white. I have not seen that. Me neither. Is it the same people and everything? Yeah, uh, if you look on the Wikipedia page, there is a whole cast of casts of the major productions, and they do break it down. Okay. So the 1956 uh, broadcast versus the 1960 broadcast has some differences. It still has Mary Martin as Peter Pan. It still has uh, Cyril Richard as Captain Hook. It still has Joey Marks as Smee. Tiger Lily was still Sandra Lee. Mrs. Darling was still Margolo Gilmore. Okay. Checo. I think this is Checo. Richard Winter. So there's a lot. A lot was the same, but there's some differences. So Wendy Darling and Jane Darling were played by a different person in the version we watched, who was Maureen Bailey. Um, Michael Darling was played by a guy called Kent Fletcher. 
John Darling was played by Joey Trent. And then the rest are just like, there's Nibs, who is, I guess, a lost boy. And then there's the sets of tw the set of twins, who are not actually twins. <laughs> Perfect. Which you could tell if you watched it. But yeah, they're not related at all. They're not even brothers. So I watched the 1960 version. I presume that's the one you did, because that's the one that's pretty readily available on YouTube. And as you were talking about that cast, uh, man, is Wendy so annoying. Such mm -hmm. an annoying... Like, they literally were like, let's give this role to a 12 year old that's really annoying and wants to overact i mean obviously she's older but she's so obnoxious like everyone's at a level seven and she's at an 11 and like tipping off the obnoxious scale 100 percent. you know who she reminds me of she reminds me of those kids you know growing up who were homeschooled and have spent their whole life around adults <laughs> They have no idea how to behave around their peers. Yeah. <laughs> That's who she reminds me of. She just reminds me of someone who has like been on the stage since they were three and thinks that the world revolves around them, which I think we're talking about mm -hmm. the same people. We're like, oh, I'm in the room now. You know, here I am. Everybody, you turn around and look. And you're like, how did this happen? <laughs> She's her generation's Leah Michelle. Yes. Good comparison. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the pat on the back. So, like, where do we even begin with this? When, how old were you the first time you watched this oh, that gosh. you can recall? No idea. And do you remember how long it's been since the last time you watched it? I'm sure I literally bought this top two hours ago and it's dirty. Always bringing a 10, Angie. Holy fuck. I'm sure I haven't seen this since I was younger because I can't see, I can't see myself taking this into like, I don't know, like past 12, like wouldn't at that point uh, we'd be like, what the f fuck is this? Because I remember watching it a lot. Like I remembered as I was watching it, I knew exactly like kind of what the next line was. Everything felt very familiar. So I obviously watched it a lot, but um, yeah, I, I don't know when I abandoned it, but it's been a long time and I 100% forgot this existed until this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I feel like I was probably around the age of 10 the last time I watched it. I think I haven't forgotten about it. So there's been like moments over the last number of years where like I've watched little snippets of it because I knew it was on YouTube. But um, I haven't sat down and actually watched the whole thing in probably the better part of 30 years. Yeah. And right. much like you, I remembered quite a lot of it, but there was definitely moments that I forgot. Like I, I remembered, I remembered a lot of like the songs, I think, but I forgot how they got there. Right. And it's so funny to watch it as you're older because you're like, wow, that's fucking problematic. Or you're like, wow. For me, I couldn't believe like how if I watched it so many times, it 100% had my attention. And now when I watch it, I'm like, wow, that bird lady is fucking annoying. And this dancing scene with the feather duster is so fucking boring. And I remember <laughs> being like, yes, feather duster dance, you know, like, yes. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, man, we had smaller brains. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I had completely forgotten that there's like woodland animals in this that are completely yeah, not random. part of the same ecosystems. Yeah, it was, yeah, 100%. Like, once when I saw the bird, it was like... Who just screams like, oh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, yeah, and they steal the feather. 
I remember that. But not until I watched it. I had no memory of, like, the bear. I had no memory of the lion. <laughs> I know. They were random. Like, they were randomly put in there. You were like, okay, this could have not been involved at all. It really speaks to how stories get beefed up in the modern age and what was basically um, like a lot, like what was considered passable, I think, in yeah. the old days, especially some of the editing in this, because there was a moment where I was like, is this all did they just film a performance? But then there was one really, really stark moment where right before Peter comes down the banister or the, the fire pole near the end when he's like, no hands. There's a really hard cut there. Yeah, there's a couple hard cuts, I noticed. <laughs> and like, Tiger Lily is just like instantly in a different spot. That's funny. <laughs> there's also shaky camera where you're like, oh, okay, why is it not on it? The camera's not moving. Put it on a tripod, everyone. Like, so it was yeah. like, whoa, we're recording. Like, yeah, so funny. Yeah, it got a little... Got a little office there at the times, but... Yeah, once I notice it in a TV show, I'm out. If I notice, like, the camera moving, I'm like, oh, no, that's a no. I can't. It makes me feel weird. Okay. So, <laughs> this just... This feels just... I don't even know where to begin with this. And I know we have, and I keep saying that. So... Well, I'll tell you my favorite was... part of the whole movie. I'll just get okay. right to it. <laughs> Captain Hook is the best. Cyril Richard <laughs> was the original Eddie Izzard, I think. Okay. He was so fantastic. He's so funny. The, all the songs the pirates do are the best. Um, but I just was getting like Eddie Izzard meets meets a little bit of Tim Curry. Mm. Meets, I don't know, but I just... I was kind of like cooking and doing cooking, heating something up, doing other things while I was watching some of it. And as soon as like it came back to him, I was there. I was so enthralled. I'm like, this guy is really <laughs> nailing it for me and reminded me so much of Eddie Izzard. But um, <laughs> I would say like a show stealer for me. He uh, he captured my attention to the T every time. He is so fantastic and just such, he's like the archetype of the old queen. And I'm yeah. so sad that Rob's not here to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but he just, I had no concept of, you know, when you're that young, when I was watching no concept really of like sexuality or like any of that. Right. And then to watch it as a grown up, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. He's like one of those old Hollywood gays that was probably just like, you know, he just lived this bachelor life. Was he gay <laughs> in real life? Oh my goodness. I can't imagine how he couldn't be. No, he was married to... Oh, Madge Elliott. Yeah. He wasn't gay. Well, if he wasn't gay, he played it on TV. He did. But he, <laughs> like, it was borderline cross-dressy and camp and like wildly fun for a you know fucking peter pan yeah every time he has to think they need to play him a song you're like he's like tempo 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 <laughs> yes <laughs> loved it he just nailed it and every time alex walked by he's like you know it's the dad as well i'm like no it's not and then at the end i'm like damn it damn it it is the dad as well for christ's sake it was dick it was dick van dyke yeah 
Amazing. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that that completely went over my head as a kid. I realized it as an adult when I watched it a couple more times. Like, you know, when I have those like snippets come back, everyone was like, I was like, oh, it's the same man. Because I was like, why did they hire this man just to be like the dad? Mm-hmm. What a hollow role. And yeah. I was like, oh, wait, he's Captain Hook. And don't they do that in other movies, too? Like, isn't Captain Hook in Hooked or in Hook? Dustin Hoffman, isn't he the dad? I uh, My partner said that they always do that. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, I didn't know. That's That's got to be a whole, like, thing. I don't know. I didn't really research Peter Pan. I just kind of enjoyed looking up fun facts about this thing. I didn't really I just yelled, this Pan. is a pokeroo situation. And he's yeah. like, what do you mean they always do that on Peter Pan? And I'm like, hey, well, you know, I have no memory or concept of anything. So, yeah, okay. Mm-mm. I'll accept that. And why do you think, like, I think it's a really interesting, like, in the 60s, I wonder how people felt about a woman playing Peter Pan. Like, how I wonder how that came about. I think that was as far back as, I think that, that, that was how they did the role originally on Broadway, is my understanding. Um, yes, no, I know the but first Broadway, why? Probably because they needed someone who was tall enough to be bigger than the Lost Boys and, and, to, and to be the star in this thing. But they couldn't have someone who was basically the size of an adolescent because by that time a boy gets to be like tall enough to be that much bigger his voice is changing and peter pan was supposed to be the little boy that never grew up right it's all about the voice also somebody who's adolescent would just wouldn't be able to sing very well like that be all voice squeaky and stuff so there is the weird scene where peter pan is singing like a woman which is also like, <laughs> oh, my what? Mis- <laughs> my mysterious lady? I'd completely forgotten about that. I'm like, what is happening here? Why are you trying to convince us this is a boy who's singing like a lady? Very operatically, too. Yeah. Looking, Watching it now, I was like, damn, Mary Martin. Yeah. Like, that's a lot more range than I thought she had. And was, did you feel uncomfortable when, like, Wendy and Peter were trying to figure out what they were to each other? I was like, this is weird. Like, this is an odd, because you know, like, Wendy wants, like, a relationship, and Peter Pan thinks he's a boy, but is actually a girl, and it's all very, like, what? You're children. What are you doing? You're playing mom and dad, and you want more already? What are you, 12? Like, it seemed very odd. Odd to me. Very. Um, if I could just interject really quick, because I googled it very quickly while, while we were chatting. There's an, I found an entire page dedicated to the relationship of Mad Jelly and Cyril Richard. Oh, the is relationship it a farce? between the two was professional, yet newspapers and gossips at the time insisted that romance was in the air. This was not the case. The two were definitely close companions. It was inevitable that their close working relationship would lead to an equally close friendship. However, Cyril was homosexual, and this fact was well known amongst the theatrical community of the day, and was therefore a matter of some surprise when the couple announced their engagement a few years after returning from Australia. It was a publicity marriage. Oh, that makes me sad that they had to, felt like they had to do that. Um, Well, good for you. I just thought he was like a flamboyant actor in the 60s, just (laughs) rocking it out. I didn't even cross my... Didn't even cross my mind, although I immediately said Eddie Izzard, who is who is now a woman, actually. I 
think Eddie Izzard mm. is uh, living as a female now. Okay. So like yeah, fully I trans mean, or just going by those those pronouns? Uh, I can't remember. Okay, and I don't want to get into the splitting of hairs of it. Fair enough. No, gosh. Still no. goes by the same name. Still goes by that professional name. I believe so. Okay. Uh, funny. Here's here's the sign of the times. Here's a real sign of the times according to this. And again, take this all with a grain of salt. I don't know how factual any of this is, but it's fun. They decided to marry, and the date was set for September 16th, 1935. Controversy, however, not far behind. Madge was Protestant, while Cyril was Catholic. <laughs> that oh, was that's, the controversy. Is that what we're concerned about? Maybe yeah. not. That a his... match that caused. <laughs> yeah, not the fact that. He has absolutely no romantic or sexual interest in this woman <laughs> that whatsoever. Nothing to do with the fact that his penis enjoyed bums. But anyways, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> A match that that caused raised eyebrows and secretary sec sectarian ooh, that's tender sectarian bickering the naysayers said that such a mismatch was doomed to failure yes the doomed to failure part was because she was protestant and he was catholic yeah uh god nothing to do with her vagina but that's wow uh, that's pretty old great timey america 1930s <laughs> no such thing as homosexuals <laughs> but by golly how are they ever gonna get that done Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> that should have been a movie in its own, and I wish he played himself. I would watch that biography. I bet it'd be really sad, though. It'd probably be one of those really sad ones where yeah. he has to like hide himself entirely. Yeah. I hope she wasn't one of those poor women that marries, unbeknownst, a gay man because he's trying to save face. I love Freddie, Freddie Mercury, Mary Austin. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, they never got married, but... Ugh. Yes. Anyway. Good call. I don't... Details like that are death to me. I don't know. I don't remember them. All right. So, the I was worried before you said that you'd watched this a million times and seemed kind of excited. We came, we came into this with over a few weeks now of you saying you don't like songs that talk about what they're doing. I didn't feel like that was the case. No? Just a couple. I think the first couple are. Uh, maybe that's why I was a little more sensitive to it. Okay. No, I didn't. I thought of that and I found it was like singing about things, not singing things that were like being completed at the time. I mean, I just re really irked me in the producers where they're anyways, I don't know. I'm splitting hairs, but it's like when they're kind of not giving you more information in a song, they're just kind of stopping to reiterate what you already know a little bit. Whereas the song is like this whole other thing and maybe giving you new information or it's just like a standalone whatever. I didn't find that in this. Okay. Uh, so it was something I was sort of conscious of when watching these musicals subsequent to you mentioning it. And I was really worried at the beginning. Well, maybe I was talking shit, so don't listen to me. Well, why? I mean, I'm sure I'm not consistent at all. In the next one, I'll be like, this one's my favorite. They sing about what they're doing all the time. Like, don't listen to me. At what point does the inconsistency itself become the consistency? Yeah, that's potentially an issue. Yeah. I I found basically the whole first act very difficult. Um, I'll give it to them. They pulled out of the Darling's house pretty quickly in this. It's not like yeah. Hook, where it seems like it takes forever to get to Neverland. I often think of that... Uh, that itchy and scratchy episode in The Simpsons when Milhouse says, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> Which, uh, it's my understanding, has become 
a bit of a thing amongst writers and TV anyway. It's like, we got to get them to the fireworks factory. We can't dilly dally this, but. I did kind of think it was going to be longer. I was like, oh, okay, tucked in for this. And then it, it did move a little bit faster. It seemed like yeah. quite a lot of songs. Like I thought, I recall yeah. more dialogue, but um, yeah, yeah. And what a weird choice of songs. I don't know. Like I've got a crow. What the fuck? Okay. I don't know what the whole Peter Pan crow thing is about. And I didn't bother to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is that the tune that we're okay? Tender shepherd, tender shepherd. Okay. <laughs> Man. Wendy really uh, brings that one home. <laughs> oh my god. She's like, I'm going to yell over all of you fuckers. This is my scene. <laughs> and they start off dancing. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one. That's what I mean. So, She's at a level 12 and everyone else in the cast is at an 8. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a good way. I, yeah. The whole, like the whole, she should have, yeah. Someone should have yeah. tuned down her mic a little bit or whatever. 100%. But a hot mic here. Hot mic. <laughs> um, I just kept laughing the whole time because it's hilarious. Because he's like, Peter Pan is in their room silently crying. And she's like, boy, why are you crying? And then they proceed to have like a 20 minute, like loud ass song and dance party. <laughs> and the brothers are just like snoring away. And eventually she's like, John. Michael, come quick, there's a boy! And they're like, oh, what? Is someone there? It's like, what are you... <laughs> Hats off to them for lying still. Did you also start cry laughing when you saw Tinkerbell, the flash, the origami-shaped <laughs> flashlight, where you're like, didn't even try. <laughs> didn't even <laughs> attempt to make some sort of fairy shape. They're like, just... Put five triangles on it. It's fine. It's it looks the same. It's perfect. It's perfect. You're like we're gonna what? move it really fast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Peter's gonna and talk we'll, to a vase. It's gonna go right <laughs> into the vase. Right into the vase. Like really, no attempt at making that believable or accurate or nothing. Like no attempt at like a wing. Just just chop it up and and put the light on it. Like. That, if nothing else, if the sets and the costumes and the overacting didn't seal it as community theater, flashlight Tinkerbell, yeah. with literally just like a bell, no words, just ding a ding a ding a Flashlight that and a bell. It's their own character. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got Tinkerbell nailed. <laughs> now, let's work it, on the trees for Neverland. It feels what are we like. Cardboard boots? <laughs> It feels like a scene for waiting for Guffman, like where they're like, "Gotta get it ready." Here, Tinkerbell. Yes, yes. Anyways. Oh man, so many great things. Can we talk a little bit about what I think is unfortunately the best song and the best choreography of the whole thing, which is uh, Tiger Lily's yeah. intro song? Man, I used to love that. Now it's really weird to watch. What is the song called? Remind me. Well, is it they Uggawug? call it it's like Uggawug or mm -hmm. there's like two Uggawugs though. I actually I looked it up because I know that I remember even back in like the 90s I saw randomly on some like news thing. It's amazing the stuff that we saw back in the day as kids when we just had nothing to do but watch whatever our parents or grandparents had on the TV which mm -hmm. was usually the news. Yep. <laughs> I remember when 
they were talking about how they were going to restage this production, but they were pulling that song out. And it was like Tom Brokaw or something. He's like, you know, the song, I'll go, I'll go, meatball. <laughs> oh my God. So they pulled it out at some point. They did. So there is a Playbill article from, I'm not sure when it's from originally. It looks like, it says 2014, uh, which could be correct. But it's basically Sandra Lee who played Tiger Lily in the 1954 production and was Tiger Lily in this. A white woman from New Jersey. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to meet Bull. Meet Bull. <laughs> I'm playing an indigenous <laughs> character. I wrote that down. Yeah, I was like, just heard a Boston slash possibly New York accent. Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite. My favorite part of listening to this. I'm like, this whole thing is problematic and terrible, and we have to address it. Yeah. But they're saying, oh, go look, I'm wall. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, is Lauper singing this song? Yes, <laughs> I know. I totally wrote it down. I was like, white, white blonde lady from New Jersey with a New York accent. Right. <laughs> so uh, she said um, she will not be watching the re the live broadcast of the basically when they redid it. They made a new song she's like i just can't bear it i wish them well but i have such wonderful memories of us of our memories of ours of jerry robbins his dances his mind mary and the adorable cyril who played captain hook mm-hmm. can't talk about it without talking about him um blah, 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 let me find it uh performance captain hook she's not pleased with the musical song changes particularly ugga wug that were instituted by amanda green the daughter of original peter pan lyricist adolf green the second act number, Ugga Wug, a song for Peter Pan and Tiger Lily, which shows the opposing worlds of indigenous people, it's not what she said, um, and the Lost Boys, has been updated due to lyrics and phrases that have been deemed offensive in recent years. It is now titled True, Bro- True Blood Brothers, a lyric in the song's original version. I just can't read. A lyric in the song's origin- original version. <laughs> and Green has replaced lyrics such as Uggawug and Gugabug with traditional Native American terms that have been approved by Native American consultant Jared Tate. Well, good. So she wasn't pleased about it. Well, she must be 800 years old. She was 84 at the time. And I think, it's, you know, this was one of those things where I think it was just an old person who was just like, back in our day, there was no... You know, apparently, apparently, in her opinion, um, it's not in this article, but I read it before, so I, I feel like I can confidently say it's her opinion. Is the song was supposed to be about children playing with words? Wasn't meant to be offensive, right? Okay. And it's like, well, that's all fair, and that's that that's fair game, except that this whole thing was children playing with words under the pretext of lambasting culture and language. Yeah. And it's like, she said she had fond memories of it. And it's like, well, that doesn't change your memories. I mean, things have to get updated sometimes because people weren't as sensitive, not sensitive, but we were, I don't know. Let's not get into this. People in the minority were more expected to just shut up and let white people do whatever. We know we're, you know, more aware of these things now. And it's, it, I, I know what she's saying. She was like, oh, it was such a great time. Why would they change it? And it's like, no, these things need to be updated. Like, as we learn more and become more aware, it's like, it's fair to be updated. And that doesn't take away from her wonderful memories, although she is long dead, along with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this was only from 2014. I thought it would have been older than that, but... Oh, interesting. I guess if she was pretty, pretty young and the 60s i guess that that tracks my parents are still alive i do remember loving like when tiger lily was involved in that song well i love the 
Oh, what's the chorus? Like, I'll just send for Tiger Lily. I'll just send for Peter Pan. Like, it was, it was, that part was cute. Like, the friendshipy part of it was cute. That's the earworm of all earworms. One of the memories that I had restored to me was constantly having that song randomly pop into my head. Yes, I think the same. I th- yes. <laughs> I was like, is it going to be 30 years before this song stops randomly popping into my head again? Because I was just like walking down the hallway at work today. And I was just like, what I don't even know the words. Like, listen to a lily, 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 beat on a drum, bump, 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 and totally. I'll be there, bump, 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 bump. Yeah. <laughs> You know what my ear, my current ten-year-long earworm is? What I'll just wake up some morning. Come on, everybody, baby, do that conga. <laughs> all the time, all the time. I'll just be like sitting there, I'll be like, "Come on, everybody, baby, do that conga." I know I can't control myself any longer. All the time. Shout I'm out impressed. to Gloria Estefan. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah, it was. Uh, I definitely. Uh, did not pick up any of this like racial insensitivity as a kid even though I was raised in a very like indigenous aware household I guess it doesn't it doesn't matter when you're watching it on a Disney thing like I don't think you're picking that kind of shit up ever as a kid I think when we were kids it was still like tomahawks and all that like that and I know. That, that really hadn't left cultural lexicon when we were when we were kids a lot of that's kind of changed mostly within the last like 20 years yeah i guess so previous like 17 years or 18 years of our lives previous to that it was still largely acceptable it wasn't mm-hmm. really until the late 90s that a lot of that started changing i remember it became the whole politically correct thing and people would be like oh it's just politically correct and be like oh you can't say manhole you have to say people hole or woman hole <laughs> or you know we'll have manslaughter we'll keep that one remember all those indignant <laughs> shit things that <laughs> people used to say I didn't know we couldn't say manhole. Like, who cares? It's for sewage. Obviously, it's a manhole. Like, it's exactly. <laughs> There's no um, lady that's gonna go down a manhole. Ew. I do remember when everyone hated things that were politically correct, for sure. Yeah, and no, people still do. They still do, but for, now they call it cancel culture. And the t- at the time, it was called being politically correct. And a lot more people made a lot more fun of it. Yeah. Most people have kind of given up and been like, you know what? That's probably fair. I guess we should treat those people with respect. I guess. I guess. I don't know. So uh, Sandra Lee just didn't like it. <laughs> she just thought it was kids having fun. But it's lambasting indigenous culture. Sandra Lee was an old Jersey racist. Moving on. (laughs) I was just an actor. How was I to know? (laughs) So get back on track. I don't even know. What should we talk more about? Oh. The the, the heart... The heart smash cut to where Michael all of a sudden they're like having a great old time and all of a sudden Michael's just like, I'm homesick. And they're like, you're right. We should go home. Yeah, I feel like it was weird and problematic that someone the same age as the boys became their mother and left their family and there was no discussion about it except for a song that was like, she's staying here to be our mother forever. And you're like, what the fuck? Well, Michael and John sing that song. I noticed yes. that. Yes. Yeah. They're and you're like, like mother, not- let me be our mother. I'm like, um, how long was that flight? No, does not make sense. And I remember it bothered me at the time as a kid, but the... Uh, Peter Pan draws the door and puts the door handle on the left and it opens on the right. Yes. I was like, ah, I remember that bothering me. I think I think that was a mistake because I think Mary Martin's reaction to the opening the wrong way was genuine. 
Oh, funny. Because she's like, come on out. And then they burst the door open the wrong way. And she goes, oh, I think that was a genuine reaction of her realizing she painted the door wrong. Right. That's now, funny. I mean, she she probably she got over it very quickly when she wrote the word Wendy on it, because that was some of the <laughs> worst and most sloppiest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Wendy. I know I saw her <laughs> going up and I'm like, what's happening over here? <laughs> she tries to write Wendy on the door and gets W-E-N on the door and then has nowhere to go but like just the wall of the house. <laughs> the the other character that I thought was hilariously like not acknowledged was Liza, the maid that Michael somehow throws fairy dust on and she flies to Neverland and has like a whole dance with the animals. It was so while boring. Peter's sleeping. Yeah. But it's like, wasn't she an adult? How old is she supposed to be? Right. Yeah, I didn't understand. Like, I was like, who cares? This is, I'm not really sure I care about this. And then I think she has a song near the end that I blacked out in. <laughs> I, and I, when you're talking about age, I did laugh at the very end that like Wendy, who had a small child, was like an ancient old lady. Like, she's like, oh, I'm but an old lady now. I'm like, you have a baby. <laughs> How crusty do you think you are? You know, she was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm an old lady. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not. If you have given birth in the last five years, you're not an ancient old lady. <laughs> so Liza, according to Neverpedia, is a Darling's fam Darling family's maid. Unlike Nana, the dog, which I don't even want to touch that. Children's nurse. <laughs> uh, Liza is not a dog, but an ordinary household maid. Though apparently either very young or unusually short. In the stage directions, Barry remarks that Liza is so small that when she says she will never see 10 again, one can scarcely believe her. I thought she was a grown-up. Like, if she's working, I mean, I don't know how yeah, long Yeah, what is this? Child slavery? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, she's got to be, I'm going to say, at least a teenager. And she flies to Neverland, which is supposed to be, like, the land of children. But again, let's, I guess we're not going to talk about how the pirates are all old men, but... It, I think in lore, they like get stuck there on the waist. Like they're trying to get somewhere and they get stuck there. But it's like, I don't, I don't get it. What is this role? Michael throws magic, like throws fairy dust on her, which how did he even get? And then without learning how to fly, she somehow arrives in Neverland, is seen, and like no one acknowledges her. They're just like, everybody's just cool with it. It's a weird side thing. I don't know what the point of it was. And it's, yeah. I, yeah, it didn't really go anywhere. It's like, what was the point of this? Yeah. And and they leave her there. Yeah, bye. She doesn't, she doesn't fly home with them. And isn't it weird that the dad <laughs> calls the the dog what, uh, their nurse? Or yeah. their nurse, like, what is happening with that whole household? They have a child looking after know. their children and a the dog's in charge? We can't grip the everyone. dog is the nurse. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That always bothered me. Even as a child of wonder and innocence, be like, why do they have a dog as why a nanny? Why is the giant dog looking after the children? <laughs> I don't even know. We're getting pretty long in the tooth here. Do you want to just? Should we sum it up? Yeah. Should we do final thoughts? Do you want to do some fun trivia or something? Um. Yeah, so all in all, the uh, there's a lot of weird things in this movie now watching it, right? Okay, so the dog's looking after the kids. The dad does nothing but tells them to shut the fuck up. There's a child. The less noise, though. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
there is a child maid that has the most random appearances in here. The Tinkerbell is the saddest flashlight I've ever seen. Why is Wendy so annoying? How come she wants to be with Peter Pan and the mother of these boys? It's all very interesting when you watch it again. It all seems very normal and like, woo, what a wild, you know, fun, never, 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 whatever, I don't even know what it's called. And, um, never, never land. yeah, I was like, am I saying Michael Jackson's ranch? Anyways. That's Neverland. Okay. I'm like, one's a pedophile ring and the other is this movie. <laughs> but it's funny. It's super funny to watch these things, you know, later on and be like, oh, I just totally danced and loved this and didn't realize, like, how hideous it was that there's, like, this white Jersey woman, you know, playing the head of an indigenous group. Like, oh, blah. But anyways... <laughs> I, it was really fun to watch it again. It's so low budget. I can't believe this kept my attention as a kid. Um, but I, it was really fun. It was really fun to rewatch it and see all those kind of silly things. And like I said at the beginning, Cyril Richard, the, the man, like if without this movie, this movie would, I would say, be uh, a thousand times more boring. Cyril Richard definitely makes it, yeah. I would say, in terms of my final thoughts, this is one of those things where it's 90 minutes, it's on YouTube in totality with no commercials, and it's such a cultural milestone. Like, it's it's referenced so many different ways. I would say just watch it. Even if you sit there the whole time being like, this is awful, you'll probably be like, oh my god, I recognize this from that, and I recognize that joke from this, and you know, like, all you're probably gonna start like rattling off in your brain all of these like jokes that are basically making fun or referencing of this but uh it is and again as angie touched on uh, michael jackson has largely stolen peter pan from us and this is sort of a i wouldn't say an innocent way because again there's a lot of really problematic areas with this but there's it's sort of a return of what you can go back to what peter pan was sort of originally and you can see some pretty serious overacting poor wendy oh man poor wendy. why does she even say that she just i'm glad they shot to- dial it down yeah i would have put an arrow in her chest too <laughs> when she's pretending to be asleep like are you dead and she's like no like well, what are you doing it's happening <laughs> yeah i don't know just it's funny watch it it's it's i don't know it's cute i guess it's hilarious that this is what passed for television at the time if nothing else it is a historical reference of what quality broadcasting and television production levels were in the 1960s. For sure. It's past. And it's literally, you know, people on wires and... Yeah, the flying witches on the pendulum. They were just going (laughs) back and forth. And I was like, this is great. And she scrambles to try and grab something to, like, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty good. And, yeah, Tinkerbell, the flashlight, and... I don't know. Just watch it for what it is. Don't don't get bogged down in all the problems. But I don't know. It's funny. Enjoy it. See, watch it for Cyril Richard because there's probably nothing else you'll see this man in. Oh man! And Wonderful. he is worth remembering. Yeah. He's worth remembering. He steals the show with his big stage makeup and his double hook. Well, I'm glad you uh, brought that brought that up. I forgot it existed, as I said. Awesome. So, what are we doing for next week? Are we? We're gonna do another musical or are we gonna do like 
take it back um, to what we were doing before? I don't do? know. Like, I, th- I thought Rob was picking this week, so I didn't think about it. But if you want to keep doing musicals, I was in the grocery store today, and I walked by a magazine that said it's the 50th anniversary of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> As the weeks roll on, I'm I'm wondering if more and more our podcast is just going to stop at being us re- reviewing albums and we're just going to watch musicals. <laughs> I think we've been talking about musicals forever and we just need to give it the time it deserves and we can cut it off any time. I just know that we had like tasked Rob with doing another musical today and if he wants to yes. come back next week he could pitch one more and then we call it because i think we've had two um and if he doesn't we'll have two for around yeah and if he doesn't come back next week we'll keep in touch with him and then you can pitch an album if you want to cut off the musicals up to you what we should do i uh, will do why don't we do willy wonka this week and then whatever happens next week we'll watch the labyrinth because it's Okay. It's kind of a musical too, and we need to do that because we have crossed our one-year anniversary, unfortunately without Stephen. But uh, our first episode dropped in the beginning of September last year, and I recognize that that's when we're recording this. And by the time this actually goes up, it'll probably be well into October. So let's just do Labyrinth. So let's do Willy Wonka this week, and we'll do Labyrinth okay. next week. How about that? And um, '70s Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah, I'm not watching that. None of this. Okay. I tried to watch that once I fell asleep. I don't know if I've seen it. I think I would have. Don't bother. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess you can. Okay, great. Next week, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. One of the few that I've actually read the book of. Same. (laughs) It was so long ago. Don't expect me to remember the differences. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Um, I'm not sure how much of this will be left after I make our sensitivity edits. Oh, boy. (laughs) But uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We enjoyed watching it. And I hope you give it a shot. It's free on YouTube in totality. Go watch it. You're probably killing time on YouTube anyway. See you next week. Hope you come back. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Life to Labyrinth podcast. Theme music by Devin Rose. Find Devin on Bandcamp or any streaming service. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Life Number Two Labyrinth. <laughs>